ask yourself this question. When was the last time I was in a conversation with someone who needed to be right? And what was that like for me? Welcome to the Coaching Your Family Relationships podcast, where we work on building a stronger you so that you can survive and thrive no matter what is happening in your family. I'm your host, Certified Family Relationship Coach, Tina Gosney. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad that you are here. This starts the series that I was talking about in January. This is Losing Relationship Strategies. And we call them losing because no one wins when these strategies are used. But unfortunately, these strategies are used all the time. We use them. Other people use them. It's easier to see other people doing and using these strategies, doing these things that I'll be talking about. It's much harder to see it in ourselves, much easier to see it in other people. So as I go through this series, I do want you to realize that you're probably using these two, especially if you're seeing it in somebody else, you're probably doing something similar, which is really hard to admit. I am going to be teaching a class that goes into winning strategies, healthy relationship strategies. It's called healthy relationships from the inside out. That is going to go into how do we fix, how do we start working on the losing strategies that we're using. That class will be March 21st, 11 a.m. Mountain Time. I'm going to go more into depth into how we use these losing strategies that I'll be going over the next few weeks and how they affect our ability to be close to the people that we love. They really do get in the way. They get in the way of our connection with other people. I'm going to teach you how to move past these transactional strategies that we all use we're going to start thinking relationally, not transactionally. I think relationships are the key to why we're here on this earth. I think they are our greatest teachers, especially when they're not going well. They have so much to teach us about the things that we came to this earth to work on. And I think if we're not taking the time to learn from them, to learn our own strategies that we're using that maybe don't work, our own tactics, uh, though we're missing a big piece of what we could be learning when we're here on the earth. It's going to be very easy. Like I said before, it's going to be very easy over the next few weeks to say, oh, I don't do that, but I know somebody who does. Or I remember this situation with that person and they did that strategy. And you're going to be really tempted to say that to yourself. But I want you to think about when you start you know, hearing examples of what this strategy looks like, turn it inward. Turn it inward and say, how am I doing this? Because this class that I'm teaching is healthy relationships from the inside out. That's important. We need to start internally before we expect anything to change externally. And it's so much easier to see this in other people than it is in ourselves. Believe me, I know. I've been that person so many times where I saw something in somebody else and then I started seeing examples 
of what this looks like, and I had to turn it inward, and that was really difficult. It's just really difficult to look internally and see where you've been doing the same thing that was so uh, hurtful by somebody else. It's so often that I listen to something, I read something, I learn something new, and I don't think it applies to me. And then somebody points it out to me, or I see somebody else doing it, and I realize how I have done the same thing. It's super, super humbling. But being humbled is a good thing. We can't work to change something unless we realize that it's happening. So all information is useful information if we are willing to look at it and use it. And I want you to remember, all people, all people do these things. If you're a human, and I assume that you are because you're listening to this podcast, then you use these losing strategies. So I want you to take heart. There's nothing wrong with you. You're just a human being. Humans are not perfect. We are not perfect beings who never make mistakes as much as we wish that we were. It's just not possible. As soon as we start seeing these things in ourselves, we want to change them. As soon as you notice something, you immediately want to change it. You say, I don't like this. It feels terrible when it happens to me. I don't want to do it to other people. Or we either do that or we get super justified in our position. Being justified or trying to change something immediately when we see it does not produce a lasting effect very well. A much more lasting, effective way to produce lasting change is to focus on why we're doing what we're doing and then what we want to have happen instead. We have to really understand why we react and act the way that we do before we can change anything. And then when we understand why we've been doing the things that we've been doing, we're learning a lot about ourselves. We learn so much about ourselves. That's when we can start to change things. And then we start to focus on, okay, instead of doing this thing that I was doing that I don't like, that I'm not very proud of, what am I going to do instead? And when we focus on what we're, where we're going instead of trying not to do something and avoid it, but actually where we're going, that's a much more effective strategy. And that's what I'm going to be teaching in this class is awareness. How do I recognize the things that I've been doing? How do I understand? How do I use them to understand myself? And then what am I going to do instead? What am I focusing on going forward? This class again is called Healthy Relationships from the Inside Out. The link to register is coming soon. I really hope to have it to you by next week. It wasn't ready quite yet as the time this podcast is airing. So just check back and if this is something that you need, the link will be here. Well, we all need this. So everybody needs this class. So make sure you check back next week. There will be a replay available if you're not able to attend live to the class. You will get a replay. But I really encourage you to go and come to it live. You're going to get so much more out of it if you attend live and are ready to take notes and to learn and close all your browsers and any other distractions. That's when you really learn. I'll be doing a Q&A at the end. So if you have any questions that have come to your mind during the class or even questions that you're bringing before the class even starts, you'll have an opportunity to ask those questions. Now, as I go through these losing strategies over the next week, when you see yourself in any of them, you don't have to wait until this class in March to begin working on creating and understanding yourself and why you're doing these things and to start creating something different. 
you can set up an introductory coaching call with me. I call it a strategy session. We spend an hour or so working on what you want to focus on, and you come away from this call with at least one strategy. Most often, you're going to have two or three strategies and things to work on after this call. This is not a sales call. This is a one-time coaching call. And I have been offering these at a very low price of $25 for the last few years. That price is going to go up in April of 2024. Well, if you want to get in on one of these really low-priced, introductory, try-it-out kind of coaching calls, go and schedule yours right now. The link is ready. It's in the show notes. Schedule your strategy session while you can, because I'm only offering 24 of them or until April hits, then that this point, this price point will be gone. I remember being in a meeting a few years ago. This, oh, this is probably about 10 years ago. You know how some things just stick with you. Well, this thing just stuck with me. What the teacher in this class said, she said, you can be right or you can be happy. And I remember thinking, why can't I be both? Why can't I have both? What's wrong with having both of those things? Can I have both? And maybe you're asking yourself that same question right now. Well, the answer is sometimes yes, sometimes no. If you need to be right and you're willing to fight for it, you're going to alienate other people around you. And people will not want to be around you if you do that. And humans need relationships with other people. And so when we alienate other people, we're alienating part of, part of ourselves. We are not filling a need that, a very internal need that we all have. We're all like pack animals. We're tribal. We need people. When we alienate them, we drive people away. When we have to be right, we drive people away. Now, these losing strategies that I'm going to be going over, this is um, these come from Terry Real. He is one of my mentors that I've learned a lot from. And he talks about these losing strategies. The first one that we're going over today is that we need to be right. So one of our brain's jobs actually is to prove that we're right. Our, our brain is programmed to be right. And this gets us into trouble. I was at an event this past weekend that... I thought, oh, I need to incorporate this story into this podcast that's going out soon. I was, are you familiar with The Chosen, that uh, TV series, The Chosen? It's a series about the life of Christ and his apostles and his followers, really from their point of view. And at this Chosen event, they had several of the cast members come and speak and share stories with us about how they got involved in The Chosen and how it had changed their lives and I thought it was really good, very interesting to hear what they were saying and just a different perspective, kind of like a behind the scenes type thing. Well, in this show, The Chosen, there, you know, it is the life of Christ. So there are Pharisees in the story and in the series. And one of the men that plays the, uh, the main Pharisee, I'm going to, I'm probably not going to say his name right, Sean Sharma. I think is his name, but he plays one of the main Pharisee characters. And I think you say his name, Shmuel. I could be also, I could be butchering these names. I don't know if I am, but he plays the main Pharisee that is always like butting heads with Jesus and butting heads with the, um, with his apostles. 
And it was very interesting what he said um, since he's been playing this character. He said people will come up to him and they will say to him, you know, I really don't like you. Well, I mean, I really don't like the character that you play because that character you play, he just refuses to admit that he's wrong. He always has to be right all the time. Even when evidence of truth is right in front of him, he has to be right and has to discount it in some way. And he said he mentioned this um, man that was giving this presentation. He said he mentioned that the cast was talking about this and how they noticed that so many of us today are like Shmuel. We refuse to see anything but our own point of view and what we think is right. Even if there's evidence right in front of us that something else could be true, we fight for our own point of view without even trying to see a different one. This is what our brain is actually programmed to do. Our brain thinks something, looks for evidence that that thought is true, filters out evidence that prove it not true, and then it convinces us that this is the right way. This is truth. These are the lenses then that we see the world through, what our brain has um, chosen to focus in on and show us evidence for the truth of it. Now, our brain is only showing us things that prove our thoughts true. 99.9999% of information that is coming at us each and every day is filtered out. So if our brain didn't filter, we would be incredibly overwhelmed by the world and all the stimulus coming in at us. We would not be able to function because we would be overwhelmed. Our brain is actually doing us a favor. It needs to filter out things. And it is trying to help us stay alive in the most efficient way possible. So it filters out information, but it filters, the way it decides to filter is really important. Now your brain is also like, I like to equate it to one of those 24-hour news stations, the ones that have, you know, a person talking, usually there's a person talking on the screen, and then there's headlines that run along the bottom of the screen. And those are like ticker tape. They just keep um, like going past us right on the screen and we can we can focus on those we can focus on the person that's talking um, but someone is always talking something is always going on in fact I don't know how many headlines go across the screen every day but like in a 24-hour period I have no idea how many headlines go across the screen but our brain has probably, they say 60,000, there's different, depending on who you listen to, who you talk to, 60,000 thoughts a day. That's an incredible amount of thoughts. Many of those thoughts, our brain just thinks without us even realizing that we're thinking it, it just does it in the background. So there are thoughts that are big that we notice and we see them. They're like the big talking head on the screen, right? We see them, we hear them, we know that they're there. Or just like those talking heads on the news station. But there are many, many, many more thoughts that are running like the headlines that are running like the little ticker tape across the screen. And those are running through our head in the background. Sometimes while those thoughts are running, it's like we take the TV remote and we push pause. And we focus, we pick out one of those thoughts that's just running through. We pick it out, we stop and we focus on it. And we grab onto it and we give it a spot on the big screen. And then that becomes what the talking head is saying. 
whatever thought we're giving our attention to, it's like giving our brain a job to do. And our brain says, oh, so this is what we're focusing on right now. Okay, let me find all the ways that this is true now. Your brain loves a job. It's always looking for something to do to keep you safe and alive. When you start to focus on a certain way of thinking, it's really exciting for your brain to start looking for ways to prove you right. Because all of a sudden it has a job to do. It's very excited to get a job. So I want you to think about how your brain does this. You decide what to focus on and it gets a big space inside your brain. And then your brain goes to find evidence that it's true, filtering out other things. And then that's how you see the lens. That's the lens that you see the world through. Think about how everybody has a brain. We all focus on slightly different thoughts or maybe even very different thoughts. This means we all see the world a little or a lot differently than anyone else. This is why I say over and over again, you don't see the world as it is. You see the world as you are. You are seeing the world through the filter that you've created in your life and in your brain. And when you get in a disagreement with someone, could it be possible you are both seeing what your brain is showing you, both thinking that you are right and not seeing how any sane person could think differently, right? Sometimes we tell ourselves that. How could any sane person think the way that that person is thinking? It becomes like a tug of war, both sides pulling, trying to convince the other person that they're right, maybe the other group that they're right. Think about when someone is pulling against your beliefs and is telling you that you're wrong. What do you do? Well, you probably hold on to them more tightly and you start to view that other person as an unsafe person or that other group as an unsafe group. It does not make us want to be around them more or listen to anything that they have to say. We're very unlikely to say, oh, you're right. I see how wrong I was now. I totally agree with you. I can see that I've been wrong this whole time. That doesn't happen. Instead, we hold onto our beliefs more tightly. We grab onto them. And we learn that that person is not a safe person to open up to and to express our thoughts and beliefs to. So we're more likely to not open up to what the the other person is trying to tell us that they think is true. So this is how it can ruin relationships. It leads to disconnection, hiding, severed relationships. Having to be right can show up in sneaky ways. And I kind of mentioned one before, but I'll go into it again in a little bit more depth. We think a normal person would see it like this. If you were normal, you would see it the way I see it. What's wrong with you that you don't see it the way I see it? There must be something wrong with you. And then we seek out other people who will confirm our view and our rightness. We call this collecting allies to prove that air quotes, a normal person thinks this way, and this is the, another air quote, right way to think. This is a defensive position. It keeps us from self-confronting, asking ourselves if something else could also be true. But how does it, how does being, having to be right show up in sneaky ways? Well, another thing that we think in the way that we do this is my reality is the only right reality. So we do things like, I'm going to send you an article, a TED Talk, 
a scripture reference, a spiritual talk, some type of authority-based um, media so that you can see how wrong you are. We pull in the experts to show you that you're wrong. Sometimes we do this in a way of saying, look, it's not just me that thinks you're wrong. All these experts that have all of this education, they think you're wrong too. And sometimes we do this because we're trying to get the other person to think differently. I'm not going to say it's always coming from a place of um, like accusatory or like an accusatory or an ego position, sometimes it comes in because we are so afraid for what the other person is doing, for what we see them doing. We can be so afraid to for them to continue on the path that they're on that we need to do all we can do to get them to change course. So we think if it's not just us that is telling them that they're wrong, but these other experts over here are also saying it, that's going to convince them to change course and to do things differently. And I see these things happening in people that I'm coaching. And sometimes it's trying to pressure the other person into seeing your worldview. But when I'm coaching parents, I'm much more likely to see that second example, which is done where they're trying to convince their child that they're right because they're afraid of what their child, what will happen to them if they continue down the road that they're on. They are so afraid that that child is going to ruin their life. That is a much more painful, difficult place to be. There can be so many actions taken from a place of pain and frustration and worry, and it's done from a place of love for that child. But it is also very ineffective, generally, in creating a relationship based in love and respect. And love and respect are long-lasting relationship bonds not forcing a different behavior right now. There are things that really get in the way of us being able to let go of our rightness and let go of our position and see something different. There's lots of times that we are not going to want to yield and give up our position of being right. We're going to want to keep that tug of war going and we're going to keep fighting. And one of those, one of the reasons that we do that is sometimes it has to do with, you know, the history that we have with that person. Like, I am not going to let that person get the better of me. And then we have lots of stories about people um, and what letting go of being right means. Sometimes we won't yield because maybe we're in a position of authority in an organization, maybe in a business, maybe in a family. And if you're in a position of authority, you think, well, I'm supposed to have all the answers. Maybe it shows weakness or inadequacy if I'm not the one who is telling everybody else what to do. That's pretty common that we see that too. Lots of times you're, you won't want to let the other person think that you agree with them. And that's when our egos get in the way. Again, lots of reasons this happened, but most of it boils down to the ego. That part of us, that ego is that really sneaky part of us that keeps us separate from others and keeps us thinking in one up, one down um, non-humbling, I got to prove myself right type of behaviors and thoughts. Okay, so remember, you're going to have sneaky thoughts that come in. Your ego is very, very sneaky in how it tries to get you to hold your position and not yield. You're going to think things like, well, a normal person would think the way that I'm thinking, or a normal person would do things the way that I'm doing them. 
or my view of reality is the only right one. I can't believe they think that was okay. And remember, another reason that you won't want to yield is because you're worried about a choice that that other person is making. And you'll need to convince them to make a different choice. You're going to do this because you're going to try to convince them out of the love that you have for them, which makes total sense. But the process that you have for doing that is driving them away from you. So when you hold on for the need for them to agree with you, you get we call this getting attached to the outcome. You get really attached to changing the way that they are thinking because you're worried about them. And you need to convince them of the way that you are thinking they are much less likely to listen to you when you do that. So you're actually creating the very thing that you don't want to have happen. In this healthy relationships class, I'm going to go deeper into what you can do instead of getting caught up in the tug of war and both of you pulling until somebody falls on their face. But today, here's one thing that you can do to get started on this. I want you to ask yourself, when was the last time I was in a conversation or a disagreement with someone who needed to be right? And what was that like for me? That's a great place for you to start. And it's a great way for you to prep getting ready for this class, Healthy Relationships from the Inside Out. I'll be talking more about how we need to be right. I'll be teaching you how to deal with yourself and begin to move your relationships in a different direction. We're going from transactional to relational. And that link is coming next week. Fingers crossed. (laughs) I have my fingers crossed right now. I plan to have it out by next week. So remember, that question for you to ask yourself is, when was the last time I was in a conversation with someone who needed to be right? What was that like for me? Go do some journaling on that. I'll see you next week for our next losing strategy. Take care. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast and you want to take the next step, set up a strategy call with me. I offer a discounted coaching call for first-time clients. This is perfect for you if you're wanting to try out this coaching thing and find out what it's all about. Or if you're someone who has this one relationship issue where you feel stuck, you just need some help with it. The price for these calls will be going up in April of 2024. And for the first quarter of 2024, I'll be offering 24 of these calls at the current price of $25. These calls will go fast. And when I've done 24 of them, the price goes up. Schedule your call today before they're gone.